Greetings and welcome to this 100th edition of my Fake to Live By podcast. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and each week I seek to help us understand current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview, so we, as God's children, can know how He wants us to respond. With this 100th episode, I'm celebrating by giving away copies of my books. Based on the entry guidelines I've been providing the past few weeks, I've been watching my email inbox to see your entries come in. I've been looking for the specific qualifiers, which were entries needed to be mailed between the 25th and the 28th of May, with Celebrate 100 written in the subject line, and only one email entry per person. Well, today's the day. I'll be announcing the names of the winners later on in this podcast, so keep listening to be part of the celebration. And if you entered, you just might hear your name called as one of the winners. If you've listened before, then you know I do the deep dive research. To bring you truth, mainstream media is not providing. I'm all about helping people discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. We need to know the truth. Without truth, we are held captive by the enemy of God, Satan, who is known as the father of lies. I thought I'd have Bo Polney on my program this week to address the significant events he anticipated within the 30 days or so surrounding May 14, 2022. So, to allow events to unfold in the 30-day time frame, instead, I plan on having Bo on my show for June 15th. If you didn't hear the show with Bo as my guest, I recommend you listen to that. It was first posted on May 11th. With today's show, I'm focused on the many and much-needed victories we're seeing as truth is being revealed more and more. There have already been significant victories for truth and justice as God is moving his hand, and from the many prophets, we know we can expect a whole lot more victories in the weeks and the months to come. I sense, as the body of Christ, we've spiritually come to an apex point in time, which is a very important point in God's plan. We've suffered along with the world since early 2020, and at the same time, we've been determined to doggedly hang on and not let go of God, fully expecting him to come through for us. I think of Joseph and how he wrestled with God all night long and he would not let go until God blessed him. Well, this is the kind of tenacity we've demonstrated, maybe not perfectly, but sufficiently as the body of Christ. Those of us who are stronger in the faith have been encouraging those who are grappling with fear. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we've chiseled out a path forward in the faith. And more people are starting to join us. At times, we've carried our weaker brothers and sisters, but we've been determined not to give up. And I sense we've arrived at a time where we can effectively move forward in faith as one corporate body. This is the grit of spiritual tenacity that Oswald Chambers wrote about. Quote, Tenacity is more than endurance. It is endurance combined with the absolute certainty that what we are looking for is going to transpire. Tenacity is more than hanging on, which may be but the weakness of being too afraid to fall off. Tenacity is the supreme effort of a man refusing to believe that his hero is going to be conquered. The greatest fear a man has is not that he will be damned, but that Jesus Christ will be worsted, that the things he stood for, love and justice and forgiveness and kindness among men, will not win out in the end. Then comes the call to spiritual tenacity, not to hang on and do nothing, but to work deliberately on the certainty that God is not going to be worsted. If our hopes are being disappointed just now, it means that they are being purified. There is nothing the human mind has ever hoped for or dreamed of that will not be fulfilled. End quote. And I love that quote. And today, more than ever, we must emphasize that holding on does not mean to do nothing, but rather to work deliberately, in partnership with God, as co-laborers in Christ, to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Each of us has a part to play in God's plan. And as God grants us more victories, let's work together to build up the victory momentum. With today's program, I want to help you realize God is currently blessing us for working hard not to give up, especially when it seems nothing good is happening and everything is just getting worse. God knows how difficult it's been for us, and he wants to reward us for our spiritual tenacity, for our faith to not give up on him. Scriptures are clear, and we must keep to the forefront of our mind. With God, all things are possible. And as I've often said, in light of that verse, anytime we give up on anything, we're giving up on God. Just like the Hebrews suffered the first four plagues God sent to judge the Egyptians, we have suffered, along with the evildoers, in the first part of God's revealed judgment in our day. God's demonstrated judgment reveals the hearts of men. It reveals which hearts will turn to God and which hearts will continue to reject God. We read in Exodus that the Hebrews called out to their God for safety and deliverance, whereas Pharaoh continued to harden his heart to the point that he brought judgment upon himself. Well, it's been the same for us since early 2020. God has had to take his children all over the world through everything we've experienced to wake us up to the truth. God has allowed all the suffering to reveal the extent of evil and corruption in our midst. However, I sense from this point forward, while God continues to severely shake whatever can be shaken, and we'll see even darker events in the world, God will protect those of us who genuinely belong to him through faith in Christ. We're about to enter a few months that will be both great and terrible. These upcoming months, I think June through September, will be the most severe months of God's judgment for our enemies. However, God wants to protect us and even bring us to flourish in these same months. The plagues, so to speak, that are still to be poured out are being poured out on our enemies, not on us as God's children. During this time, we will see many people turn their hearts completely to God, while others will continue to harden their hearts and reject God. On May 23, 2022, God spoke through Julie Green with his word titled, It's All About to Change. And then on May 24th, Julie had another word titled, Darkness Will Turn to Light. In these words, God clearly revealed what he plans to do, which, of course, is his part. He made clear when he fully acts, everyone will know it was God and none other. There will be no doubt in anyone's mind that God is acting on behalf of his people. God is also revealing what he sees as our part. You will find the links to both of those words in the show notes. I also loved what Jackie Tyre shared sitting in for Dutch Sheets with his May 25th Give Him 15 program. She emphasized how essential it is for us, the Ecclesia, to work together corporately, especially in these very days. There is far greater power when we work together in unity of authority and purpose. And God is calling each and every one who belongs to him to join in his work to overcome the evil that has been advancing for hundreds of years. We're not to be fearful observers, but fierce conquerors in Christ. God has said what the enemy has intended to do to us through those who are following him will instead be turned back upon them. And it's already begun. So, are you ready for some encouraging evidence? Hang on, here we go. Last week, I spent considerable time on the topic of the Biden administration's effort to cede the sovereignty of the United States over to the World Health Organization. I explained that the 75th Annual Assembly of the World Health Forum was scheduled for May 22nd to the 28th in Geneva, Switzerland. I provided you with six steps you could take, asking you to do as many of them as possible, depending upon which nation you live in. And I closed the show saying that I fully expected by my next podcast, 
we would see positive results that would be working in our favor. Well, that must have been a prophetic expectation because listen to what I've learned since May 21st when I recorded last week's podcast. We don't know the date a woman in Minnesota wrote her congressman, but we do know Congressman Pete Stauber, representative from Minnesota's 8th Congressional District, wrote back to the woman with a letter dated May 20th, 2022. Let me read you what Pete Stauber wrote back. Dear Mrs., and her name is blocked out because it was posted online. So, Dear Mrs. Last Name. Thank you for contacting me with your concern for the World Health Organization, WHO, in light of the Biden administration's proposed amendments to the international health regulations and the proposed international pandemic preparedness treaty. You will be pleased to know that these amendments will no longer be voted on at the upcoming World Health Assembly being held at the end of May. However, I share your concerns regarding the WHO and have co-sponsored H.R. 411, the No Taxpayer Funding for the World Health Organization Act to defund the United States' contributions to the WHO. We cannot trust WHO to handle anything related to pandemic preparedness, given their incompetence in the handling of COVID-19, as well as their deference to the Communist Party of China, CCP, in their attempts to cover up the origins of the virus. Going forward, I will continue to hold the WHO and the CCP accountable, and as any international treaties or agreements are considered, I will fight against any policy that gives away U.S. sovereignty or goes against American interests. If there is anything else I can do to be of assistance, or if you would like to receive my e-newsletter, please visit https.stauber.house.gov. Again, thank you for your opinions. My staff and I are here to serve you. Please do not hesitate to contact my office in the future should you have any further questions or concerns. Sincerely, Pete Stauber, Member of Congress. Now, that's a letter from a representative. That's a letter from a true statesman, not a politician. His letter was dated May 20th, and that was in advance of the WHO Assembly held May 22nd to 28th, and he stated the amendments will not be voted on. Now, I don't know the basis for him making such a bold claim, but I love his position. Obviously, there was opposition momentum already in place, while the rest of us were just becoming aware of the Biden administration's plans and the travesty that would result if the amendments passed. And the Epoch Times reported on May 23rd that Representative Ralph Norman, Republican from South Carolina and one of the 42 members of the House Freedom Caucus, called on Biden to drop the WHO amendments. Norman was quoted to have said, quote, President Joe Biden's proposed amendments to the World Health Organization's authority are the greatest threat to our sovereignty that we've faced in a long time. For this administration to sell this country down the river like he's doing to deal with somebody who is under the influence of China, who is a person who has not had the first inclination to investigate where the coronavirus came from, to give him more authority? And let me insert here, he's talking about Director General Tedros of the World Health Organization. Norman continues, We're going to ring the bells. This is a complete sellout. It shows the corruption of the administration. And yes, we are going to do everything we can, particularly if we can take the House with good numbers that will give us leverage, and the Senate as well. Put the handcuffs on Biden and Tedros as far as what they are doing. End quote. Do you see what's coming out? We're starting to learn who the White Hats are and what they're doing, and we need to support them. The House Freedom Caucus also told Biden in a letter, quote, Not only did you fail to propose an alternative candidate to Dr. Tedros, you are now attempting to hand him more control. We call on you to instead use the 75th World Health Assembly as an opportunity to demand a radical course correction and change in leadership. As efforts continue by WHO member states to negotiate a global pandemic treaty, we demand that you provide the American people with total transparency and respect for our nation's sovereignty. 
under no circumstances should you cede our government's operational control in a public health emergency to an international body. End quote. You can read the full article with the link in the show notes, but some of the highlights of the details most of us did not know include, under the proposed amendments, WHO would be empowered to declare a public health emergency in any country, regardless of whether the officials in that country concur with the declaration. Second, President Donald Trump slashed U.S. funding to the International Health Organization and then gave notice of the United States withdrawal in 2020. During his first week in the Oval Office, Biden repealed Trump's withdrawal notice. Third, the United States was assessed $120.5 million in dues by the United Nations for 2020, but only about half of that amount was paid before Trump issued his withdrawal notice. Fourth, the article also revealed the United States provides more than $150 million in assessed contributions to fund the WHO and has given on average an additional $262 million in annual voluntary funding since 2012. Biden is clearly seeking to reinstate the United States' involvement and funding. The House Freedom Caucus letter firmly instructed Biden, quote, halt your efforts to empower the World Health Organization and instead either immediately resume President Trump's withdrawal from the body or, at the very least, push serious reforms to aggressively correct the organization's rampant corruption and ineffectual leadership. If such a treaty is agreed upon by the WHO members, the letter said, quote, we expect you to fully comply with Article 2, Section 2 of the United States Constitution, which clearly states that the President shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties, provided two-thirds of the Senators present concur, end quote. What we need to understand here is the World Health Organization's assembly, with the effort of the Biden administration to amend the international health regulations which governs the WHO, is actually an effort to circumvent the required United States vote by the Senate concerning the governance of the United States health care. But far more important is that giving the health governance for nations to the World Health Organization is a major step to cede America's sovereignty and advance a one-world government. Weighing in on this is an ex-member of the World Health Organization, David Bell, who provides his insights on how the proposed pandemic treaty would make lockdowns a permanent feature of the world pandemic response. I share this not to frighten you, but to encourage you that more people are standing up and speaking out to prevent these kinds of tyranny from coming to pass. You'll want to watch the video so the link is provided for you in the show notes. I'm also pleased to report that Brazilian President Bolsonaro is on record that he won't be signing the WHO treaty. He emphatically declared Brazil is autonomous. He seems to be one of a handful who understand the importance of sovereign nations. Other nations that seem to be holdouts for sovereign nations include, and listen carefully, Russia, China, India, and Saudi Arabia. Although I've heard India may be waffling. Notice, Russia and China are nations that want to maintain sovereignty. This is something to carefully watch, because we don't know what nations may be working with or double-crossing others. And Father Vigano is in the news again, weighing in on this pandemic treaty, expressing that yielding a nation's sovereignty is considered crime of high treason. Learn what this feisty father is saying with the link in the show notes. Then, on May 25th, as I was developing this podcast, I received late-breaking news from Liberty Council that read, quote, The World Health Organization temporarily withdrew 12 of the 13 amendments submitted by the Biden administration 
to the current international health regulations at the world health assembly annual meeting the meeting continues through may twenty eighth and the twelve amendments could resurface end quote. then on may twenty eighth the last day of the who's assembly dave kubal president and ceo of intercessors for america sent out a notice that our prayers have been answered expressing we have both good news and bad news the good news is at the conclusion of the who conference the twelve biden amendments were not adopted dave's notice read quote, the bad news is that this week america could have surrendered its sovereignty to the world health organization with a terrifying provision instigated and proposed by our own president in fact israel has already surrendered its sovereignty to the who but the good news is that twelve of the thirteen proposed amendments by biden have been removed from consideration after the prayers of intercessors like you it isn't improbable for these twelve propositions to come up again while we know we are in perilous times god has given us what we need to complete his mission for us for the church and for our nation the watchman on the wall sees the trouble coming discerns the signs of the times and then sounds the alarm we are sounding the alarm will you pray and take action please download our free resource on the who's potential takeover and thank our heavenly father that these plans have been frustrated for now End quote. you'll find the link to download that resource in the show notes here in the days and weeks after the assembly we'll have to check the status of the amendments but remember that there will be between six and eighteen months when delegates can rescind their yes vote I'm learning ways that we as citizens of the world can put pressure on our delegates who voted yes and have them rescind their vote. Certainly, all of this needs much prayer, and I'll share with you more of what you can do in future podcasts. While the bought and paid for mainstream media fulfills their wicked obligation to keep us from knowing what's truly going on, God is exposing the truth. And I'm pleased to be part of the alternative media working to research and bring you truth, which we can act upon to be free from the cabal's evil plans. We must get engaged with whatever means we can and hold people accountable. More of the evil still planned to harm us is being made known. You've no doubt heard the narratives intended to bring fear upon us, making it easier to control us with the monkeypox virus. I want you to know I've already interviewed attorney Thomas Renz, who will join us next week to discuss the monkey business of monkeypox. More good news is monkeypox is not known to spread easily between people. It requires direct contact with bodily fluids, lesion fluids, or prolonged face-to-face -face contact, according to the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. And, according to the CDC, quote, it's not a situation where if you're passing someone in the grocery store, they're going to be at risk for monkeypox, end quote. Learn more from the links in the show notes. I'm grateful to learn people are not so easily panicked over the fear that governments want to impose upon us. This virus is, from what I understand, similar to smallpox and shingles and is transmitted solely by coming into contact with bodily fluids. Unless there has been tampering, such as gain-of-function done to the known monkeypox virus, the likelihood for a global pandemic is nil. This leads me to suspect the virus has indeed been manipulated to be vaccine-resistant, so the smallpox or shingles treatment would not work. It seems the COVID-19 effort to create a disease that requires a new treatment, which they can patent, is the program once again, and all of this allows Big Pharma to continue to rake in billions and billions of dollars while pulling off the plans of Yuval Nora Harari and Bill Gates to depopulate the earth and gain control of the remaining humans. What would make me think so? Well, I found an article published by Global Times titled China Prepared Test Kits Against Monkeypox and Can Develop a Vaccine Within a Year if Needed. And Intercessors for America published an article titled Wuhan Lab Assembled Monkeypox Strains. 
And the Biden administration placed a $119 million order for vaccines after a single case of monkeypox was reported. I provide links to back all this up. New cases of monkeypox were said to have very recently been discovered, yet there was all this work and even funding for the virus long before cases discovered. More next week with my guest, attorney Thomas Rins. Since it's vital, we have the truth in order to properly tend our health. I'm also providing links for two excellent organizations, Vax Choice and Truth for Health. And I remind you that I'm now an affiliate with Dr. Zelenko, the creator of ZStack which is a proprietary blend of supplements that have been proven to boost people's immune system. Now is the time to be proactive about your health. So use my link and get a 15% discount. You'll find the hyperlink that will take you directly to the webpage in the show notes. Now I want to move into the topic of the World Economic Forum, also in the news these days. The good news here is the amount of truth that's being revealed as our God uncovers corruption. First, for clarity, there have been two significant events take place. There's been the 75th Annual World Health Organization Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland, held May 22nd to 28th, and the World Economic Forum's Global Summit in Davos, Switzerland, that was held May 22nd to the 26th. Yes, Switzerland, the same country with the unique Swiss banks that reportedly offer the benefits of low levels of financial risk and high levels of privacy. This is the same Swiss banking system that is currently being exposed for billions of dollars in embezzled Venezuelan public funds. The same system where one in eight Swiss banks is caught up in the Venezuelan scandal, which shows the failure in the anti-money laundering mechanism Swiss banks claim to have in place. Switzerland, the same country that hosts the large Hadron Collider in the city of CERN, which according to trusted prophet Robin Bullock, is for the purposes of connecting with the spiritual underworld. Switzerland, the same nation we've been led to believe has been entirely politically and militarily neutral for centuries. However, during this very year, reportedly due to the Russian-Ukraine crisis, Switzerland has been drawing closer to cooperation with NATO. Why would Switzerland need to so radically change their neutral military position unless they anticipate needing military power? Just asking. Switzerland the same country got addressed in Julie Green's January 14th prophecy saying, quote, Biden, you are a jackal, and your puppet strings have been cut. They are letting you go, and the one that stands in your place will be revealed. All the pieces to your intricate steel will flow like a flood on this earth. Every foreign nation that helps you, I will expose. So watch the news. You will hear about the countries of China, Iran, Italy, Germany, Mexico, Switzerland, Sweden, and the Czech Republic. Many other nations will also be revealed as part of this coup against you, America. Whistleblowers will come forward more and more to expose what they were paid to do. This illegitimate government will continue to take massive hits. It is a sinking ship that cannot be stopped. My children, watch for massive news about your Congress. Explosions of truth. There has been a secret group hiding in plain sight that has been infiltrating the traitors to expose them all. The time has come for them to come forward because they have everything they need to bring this whole circus down. End quote. You can hear the entire prophecy using the link in the show notes. You know, I've said many times God can zap anything into existence anytime he wants, but most of the time he works through his people. We are called to be the body of Christ with Christ as our head. We need to seek God for what he wants each one of us to do so we can see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. Certainly, we can all agree to corporately pray against the demonic influences that are driving these people to want and work to achieve a one-world government. 
the American Faith curated a link on May 21st that revealed the list of 321 people who attended the World Economic Forum, which you can find from their website. Then you can know who to pray for and also pray against the evil agendas they promote. Also, organizations such as the American Center for Law and Justice are consistently fighting for our constitutional freedoms and rights here in America. Use the links I have in the show notes to see the many petitions they have where they need to reach specified numbers of signatures. Show your support for the different causes they are fighting. Judicial Watch is another organization that's working hard to hold people accountable for crimes. Visit the link to see the petitions they have that we can also support. There really are so many ways we can get engaged to support righteousness and demonstrate our faith. We can most definitely unite in our purpose to break the strongholds and apply the authority of Christ we have as believers. Prophecy through Julie Green reveals God is calling us to action and to use the power and authority we have in Christ to change the direction of this war, this war between good and evil that is holding hostage the nations of the world, of which the wheat nations belong to Christ. We must fight to preserve Christ's inheritance. To that end, I ask you to use the links provided in the show notes to learn more and take action in support of the efforts from Intercessors for America and the many other resources I provide you each and every week. In response to all God has said through his prophets, it is time for us, as the body of Christ, to build corporate victory momentum. As the Ecclesia, we must work together corporately, especially in these very days. As I said early in this podcast, there is far greater power when we work together in unity of authority and purpose. God is calling each and every one of us who belong to him to join in his work to overcome the evil that has been advancing for hundreds of years. We are not to be fearful observers, but fierce conquerors in Christ. God has already promised the victory to those who work with him. You can count on me. Can I count on you? Now, drum roll, please. In celebration of this being my 100th podcast, it's time to announce the winners of my contest. I'm awarding five print books and 10 ebooks to the following randomly selected winners. I'm using the first name and last initial only, but each of you will receive an email from me confirming you are the winner. Ready? Here we go. Print books are awarded to Sue C. from Massachusetts, Jerry W. from Texas, Leanne M. from Florida, Julie J. from New Mexico, and Deb H. from Massachusetts. And ebooks are awarded to Joanna T. from Canada, Sue P. from England, Gloria L. from Brazil, Paolo Z. from Italy, Davide P. from England, Sarah A. from Ireland, Fabian M. from France, Gonzalo V. from Brazil, Andreas T. from Germany, and Frank D. from Canada. Congratulations to all of you. I look forward to hearing your comments about my books once you've had a chance to read them. Next week, as I shared, I have scheduled attorney Tom Renz to come back as my guest to discuss the monkey business of monkeypox. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacted you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my new dedicated podcast listeners page, Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. The link is in the show notes. If you have benefited from my ministry work, I ask you to help me continue with this podcast. In order for me to continue to bring you truth mainstream media is not bringing you that's presented from a biblical worldview, I need my listeners to help financially support this ministry. 
When you purchase any of my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a win-win. So shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax-deductible at this time. So to thank you for financial support, anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed, or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn all about the products and services available through my ministry. On the checkout page, you'll find a button where you can click to make the donation. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use it at checkout and get a 20% discount. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. I'm very active on social media where I post much more about current events than I can discuss in this weekly podcast. You'll find the links on my social media accounts in the show notes. But with my accounts on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter being subject to discipline for what they claim is disinformation, I'd like to connect with you on Blessed to Teach, Gab, and hopefully soon Truth Social. I don't want to lose connection with you, so make sure you know where to find me. Again, the links are in the show notes. I hope you'll take advantage of all the free resources and bonus items listed on the show notes and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. From there, you can also subscribe to my complimentary e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member, where you'll receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcasts, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure you know where to find me. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.